You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. I'd like to begin today's show with a special shout out to subscribers to this podcast. And if you would like to join that group, just go to your favorite podcast source and click the subscribe button. If you do that, we will deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted. And it will be each morning because this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday through most of the year. It kind of feels to me like free agency is beginning to wind down in the NFL in 2021. Now, the Jets and other teams will continue to make signings. There will be players signed, not just this week, but in the weeks ahead and even in the months ahead. There will be players signed in the NFL even as late as the summer who will help teams in 2021. That's always the case. They may be waiting for some sort of issue within the market to settle. They may be coming off an injury and hoping to prove that they are healthy by that point. That's just always the way it goes. But you always reach a point in free agency where things really start to slow down. And we may have reached that point. The Jets, of course, agreed to terms with a defensive tackle over the weekend, Sheldon Rankins of the New Orleans Saints, and they've spent a lot of money. And as I said, I'm sure that there will be more signings, but we are closer to the end than we are the beginning at this point. Most of the money has been spent. The Jets have been active in this free agency period. And on today's show, I want to talk about some of the lessons we learned from this free agency period, how the Jets approached it, and what this may teach us about the way this front office operates going forward. And I think the first lesson we learned is that the Jets are not going to be big players in the top end of free agency going forward. And I think if you've been a Jets fan over the last decade, that has to be something you applaud because we've seen over and over that spending money on the biggest names in free agency is frequently foolish. The genuine superstars tend to not make free agency in the NFL. They either get franchise tagged, they sign extensions, or they get traded so that their original team can get something for them. And that kind of creates a vacuum where... The top, the top players in free agency tend to be like a level below that. They're not genuine difference makers. And they get paid like genuine difference makers because teams are desperate. The teams are desperate to fill a hole with a high-end talent. And they also have to bid against other competition. How many times have we seen the Jets are paying top dollar for some big-name player? The thing about the, the high end of free agency, though, is that the names tend to be big but the performance levels tend to be maybe a step below that. Now, I, can, I cannot guarantee you that the Jets had a successful free agency period this year, but what I can say is that their approach at least gives them a chance to have that. Because if you're going out there and just throwing money, throwing big contract after big contract at the biggest names in free agency, 
it's close to a guarantee that you're not going to have a successful free agent period because you're just overpaying guys. Players will never live up to the money that you're paying them. And the other thing you have to remember about free agency is that there's always a gamble in bringing players to a new locker room because they're dealing with new teammates, they're in a new scheme, they have different coaching than they had in the past. So you can never guarantee that a player is going to have the same level of success that they had in a previous stop. Now, the Jets did spend money in free agency. They spent quite a bit of money in free agency. They just stayed out of the top of the market. And even among the players they signed early on the first day of free agency, this was not a series of monster contracts. Corey Davis may have signed on the first day of free agency, but you look at his contract, not even in the top 20 annual value at the wide receiver position. You know, he's being paid to, he's being paid a little bit below the, the top 20 level. And, you know, that's, if you're looking at where Corey Davis slots in the NFL among wide receivers, it seems like a pretty fair price. I mean, it's, look, it's always life changing money. You know, if you look at the contract, Corey Davis is doing pretty well for himself. It's not a small contract, but it's also not what I would consider an exorbitant contract. I mean, the one that's really kind of a projection, I think the one spot where maybe the Jets are paying somebody to be a premium player, it's Carl Lawson. But this was not the sign of the Jets having an approach where they're co- where they're constantly going to be giving out big money deals. This was one targeted move where they maybe liked somebody, they saw his upside, they see somebody who could have a future that's better than just the first statistics you would look at. And the Jets are not alone in thinking that. Carl Lawson was a very coveted pass rusher in free agency. And the Jets have gotten a lot of praise for signing him. And, you know, before the beginning of free agency, I had a number of guests on this show who, when I asked about who which free agent edge rushers the Jets should be interested in, the first name that came out of everybody's mouth was Carl Lawson. And I joined them because I've been a big Carl Lawson fan since the year he was drafted. I was hoping the Jets would would pick him that year, and he's been a very prolific generator of pressures, which is always a good thing among pass rushers. But, you know, you look aside from that, and, you know, even if you include Corey Davis, I mean, the Jets, this was not one of those classic Jets off-seasons where they're just making a bunch of splashy moves. And look, you always get praise in the media when you make those moves. How many times have the Jets been the off-season champions? one of the winners of free agency. Well, you don't want to be a winner of free agency in March. You want to be the winner of free agency in December when your team's going to the playoffs. Your team's clinched a playoff berth, and everybody's saying, wow, you made a lot of really smart signings this offseason. Look at all these guys who you signed for cheap contracts who helped you out. So I think the first lesson that we learned here is that this front office is done with the era of the Jets constantly spending on all ton of money on all the big names in free agency. Will it work? I don't know. But I do know that that approach is almost always a failure. So I'm glad to see that is gone. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I hope you've been enjoying March Madness, the college basketball tournament. The second round just concluded yesterday, and the NBA and NHL are also in full swing. And Bet Online covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well as sports, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about how the Jets approached free agency in 2021. And I think there was one area the Jets clearly targeted when they were trying to sign players, and that was the the defensive line. I mentioned this yesterday, and I want to be very careful in how I phrase this because there is not a single defensive system in the NFL where defensive line is unimportant, but... I think that Robert Sala's system puts a greater emphasis on defensive line play than we have seen in quite a while for the New York Jets. I think he he wants a bunch of playmakers. He wants a bunch of guys who are going to be in there and get disruptive. And it was clear the Jets really focused on the defensive line in free agency. You look at their major signings, and two of them were on the the defensive line. And I'm, I'm including Carl Lawson in that group. He's an edge rusher. And they, you know, the Jets obviously were very aggressive signing him, but they, and then they also signed Sheldon Rankins over the weekend. And that was a signing that I think did raise some eyebrows because people were saying, you know, the Jets looked pretty good among interior defensive line players, and they did. And they had a group that was good enough to get by with. I mean, I'll be honest, heading into free agency, I thought that that was a spot the Jets should avoid. But you get to a certain point where a player has a player at least potentially could have so much impact, and it makes sense. You don't just improve your team by signing players at areas where you're weak. You can also improve areas that are relative strengths, and by signing Rankins, you move Foley Fatukasi and John Franklin Myers into supporting roles. You turn them into role players, and that helps the unit get even stronger. But ultimately, I think what Salazala wants four guys who are going to be very disruptive on a play-to-play basis. And that was pretty clear in how the Jets addressed free agency. And listen, it is not a finished product at all on the defensive line. In fact, I think you know, if you look at this entire team, it's not a finished product. This, I think, this offseason is the beginning of a build. But I think it's very telling that the Jets came in and had such a focus in free agency on the defensive line. Now, they still have to add a couple. I think they have to add a couple edge, edge rushers at some point. Maybe they'll get one in the early rounds of the draft. Maybe they won't. But you're starting to see something come into shape. You're starting to see uh, over the horizon what the Jets are trying to do. And I think the first spot they're trying to build on this defense is the defensive line. Now, in addition to building the defensive line, I think the Jets kind of focused on finding role players in free agency. That That's at least the way I see it this offseason. I was kind of expecting a little bit of a different approach. I thought that they were going to make a bunch of deals for starters. I thought they were going to really try and utilize the market. We've talked extensively in the weeks leading up to free agency about how many deals there would be this year. And there have been a lot of deals that look pretty attractive to me. I think a lot of teams have made some smart signings, some under-the-radar signings, and I think there have been more of them this year than you typically see. And that's because the salary cap went down, teams have less money to spend, more players are hitting the market. All of these factors are, are coming into play and making it easier to 
sign uh, players at reasonable co- reasonable prices. And you know the Jets have made a few of those deals. They they got Sheldon Rankings. That, that's the one that that really stands out. But a lot of the deals the Jets have made have been more for role players. Whether you're talking about the tight end uh, Tyler Croft, whether you're talking about the special teamer they signed from the Saints, Justin Hardy. It feels like the Jets went with role players a little bit more than they went trying to find bargain prices for starters. I think I said yesterday that they, they were looking for role players at fair prices, maybe more than starting level players at a discount. And to be honest with you, I think that might have been a bit, bit of a missed opportunity. I think there were some deals out there to be had that could have helped the Jets build out their roster. Now, you know, as I always say, there's no there tends to not be any A-level talent in free agency. These are just guys who can help you fill needs. And I do think that, that maybe that was a bit of a missed opportunity this year in free agency. It's not necessarily the end of the world. It's not the c- kind of thing that we're going to look back on and say that was the end of the Joe Douglas era if it does not work. But I do think, you know, looking at the team in 2021, there was an opportunity to be had that, you know, maybe the Jets did not take full advantage of. That said, I think that they made some signings that do improve some of the role spots on this team, whether you're talking about your special teams. And sometimes special teams get neglected. You know, special teams makes up a fairly large percentage of snaps in a game. And you forget about that. And you have a guy in Justin Hardy who is pretty good at it. And he plays across almost every unit on special teams. So he could he could help you there. As I mentioned, Tyler Croft, tight end, who... I mean, I don't know that he's a starter, but I think he can fill a second a second tight end role. And I think if you look at the the offense the Jets are installing, they will have a spot for a second tight end who's pretty good as a blocker. Keelan Cole should help improve the depth at the wide receiver position. At least at this moment, he looks like he's going to be the number four receiver unless there are any other moves made. So if you're looking across the league at, you know, who the top backups are at the wide receiver receiver position I think I think he'd be pretty high on that list he's a decent enough player so I think there was a kind of a focus more on role players than there there was on starters and these guys tended to come in at lower money than the starters did so I think that that may have been a kind of a focus for the Jets this year in free agency he also had an offensive lineman they signed to a I got to be honest, I did not love Dan Feeney, who was brought in to be a backup on the interior. I think there was definitely a focus on maybe some lower risk moves that could help improve the team's depth. You know, and depth obviously has been an issue for the Jets. So I think that 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 seemed to be more the focus than on making impact moves. I think the Jets may focus on the draft more for their impact moves. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We have been telling you for a while now about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. 
And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. You may be watching the NCAA tournament, which is designed to tell you who the best college basketball team is each year. Built Bar has created its own tournament to determine the best Built Bar. And today's matchup is Chocolate Brownie Chunk versus Lemon Almond Cheesecake. Feels like it's a little early for this matchup. This is the kind of matchup that should be in the semifinal or the final. Two really delicious flavors, but with that kind of chocolate, I think you have to go with Chocolate Brownie Crunch. And you can go to BuiltBar.com or to Twitter at Bar underscore Built to learn more. And remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Again, that's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, no space, to get 15% off your next order at Built Bar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R dot com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about how the Jets approached free agency in 2021. And the last thing I would say about the Jets' signings is they focused on upside. I think that that's something that's pretty clear when you look at guys like Carl Lawson, who a lot of people think has not reached his peak yet. They think this is a guy who has 10 sack potential, even though he's not reached it yet because he's been so proficient at getting to the quarterback, generating pressures, making hits. You look at Corey Davis, who's coming off his best season after you know kind of an inconsistent start to his career, but a guy who looks like a, a, an ascending player, a guy who was really, really good in the intermediate part of the field, making contested catches. Things started to click for him last year. And you look at some of the other players they, they signed, like Rankins, who has been plagued by injuries the last couple of years. They're hoping that they got him on a discount. Even a Jared Davis, who was signed at the linebacker position, the Jets brought him in after what can only be termed as a disappointing four years with the Detroit Lions. You know, there's some thought that Matt Patricia maybe did not utilize him all that well, which, I mean, if there's a coach you can blame for a player's lack of production, Matt Patricia might be second behind Adam Gase. So there could be some, some accuracy to that. But, you know, Davis did play with another coaching staff before Patricia came to Detroit, and he wasn't that great with them either. That said, former first-round pick, and by all accounts, the Jets think that he could be a better fit for their system than he was in Detroit. And Davis and Rank is, you know, two guys who had a lot of suitors reportedly. There were, there were plenty of teams that were interested in these guys who felt that they were ready to increase their production and former first-round picks, of course. So I think one thing one thing that the Jets did is they definitely, even in the guys who maybe haven't been as productive, they're looking for upside players. And if you look at the good teams in the NFL, frequently what happens is they're able to correctly identify guys who maybe weren't as productive but are ready to improve. And you know, maybe they're coming off an injury. Maybe they're a better fit in your system than than somebody else was. And if you look at the bad teams in the NFL, they're not very good at identifying these players. So, you know, I don't really, I can't really tell you whether or not the Jets have done this effectively. All I know is that this is an approach most teams take. The good teams are able to figure out which guys actually are going to produce better on your on their team. And the Jets got some guys where, you know, if, if Davis and Rankins in particular hit, they're going to be great values for the Jets. Will they? I don't know. But I think that that was kind of the approach that the front office took in free agency this year. 
Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.